that guy in a little coat. Hot diggity! It's as plain as the nose on your face. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today I'm doing something a little different. I always try to experiment a little with Storytime when the spirit moves me and the spirit moves me, at least today. So we're going to try something a little different. With the help of Mr. Agador and our crack production studio, we're going to explore sounds today. I had seen a video making the rounds of sounds from our childhoods. You know, the sound of a VCR rewinding or a cassette tape case being opened. Now, these are everyday sounds that I grew up with. Like for a cassette tape, I have one sitting right here. That's the case opening up. I remember that sound all the time because we opened cassette tapes all the time. Open it up, take the tape out, put it back in, close it up. Those are just ordinary sounds of my everyday life when I was growing up because we had cassette tapes all over the place. That sound familiar to you? If you're of a certain age, that's the sound of a cassette tape. You're shaking a cassette tape. It just made that sound. You're familiar with it because you moved it all over the place all of the time. I mean, this sound right here. That's a stack of cassette tapes. Yes, I have a stack of cassette tapes. I have them for a variety of reasons, but they're coming in handy right now because they remind us of... Oh yeah, the sound cassette tapes make when you stack them up. So that's just one of the many sounds that I grew up with that they're kind of fading from memory. Because we don't have those things anymore. We don't have cassette tapes, not like we used to. I mean, you have to go to your mom's attic to find her old cassette collection. And then, of course, the tapes are no good because they've been in the attic for 15 years and the heat destroyed them, so. But I was interested in this video that was going around with the sounds that were out there because it got me thinking about sounds. And so we're going to experiment a little today with sounds. And we're going to listen to sounds a little today because it's kind of a lost art. And you may be saying to yourself... Art. It's listening. It sounds. What art is there to it? Well, you know what? To really listen, to really hear things, it takes some practice and it takes some concentration. There's too much noise in our world. We don't take the time to listen. And so, in my opinion, we miss out on a lot. One of the things I'm going to do today is try to slow things down a little too. Because listening to sounds and just listening takes some time. It takes some patience. It takes some stillness. I want you to think for a minute. When's the last time that you just sat quietly and listened? There are so many things going on in the world, and we miss so many of them because we're so busy watching something on our phone, listening to something on our phone, scrolling through something on our phone, not paying attention to the world around us. That's one of the reasons that sometimes a sound, like the sound of a cassette case being opened, strikes a memory with you because you associate it with things that were happening when you were growing up when you were younger you associate those sounds with things that meant something to you so i've got a bunch of sounds that we're going to play as memories that i have some of the sounds that i tried to find i had a very difficult time trying to find them and i couldn't find all of the sounds that i was looking for at least not yet now one of the things that i've done over the years is collect sound effect records i know it sounds weird I'm a weirdo. What can I tell you? 
I collected sound effect records. Yes, I know. I have trivia books that we've talked about. I have sound effect records. But they're literally the records, the vinyl records, and I don't have them hooked up yet to the computer. So I'm going to pull those out at one point and go through the sound effect records with you. But there are certain sound effects that I couldn't even find because nobody's taken the time to record them, at least in a place that I was able to access. The sounds are out there, don't get me wrong. But it's funny, sometimes you have to go pay for a sound. Like a manual typewriter. You would think that a manual typewriter would be an easy sound to find. It's not. You can go pay for it, but I don't actually own a manual typewriter, so I can't make the sound for you myself because I don't have a typewriter. I've talked about the sound of a typewriter. I mean, we've talked about the sounds keyboards make, right? But that's a keyboard from a computer. The manual typewriter had a distinct sound. It was kind of like this. But even this sound, which is a sound effect that I was able to find, doesn't have that bell that rings when you get to the end of the line. Because on an old typewriter, you had that sound, clackety-clackety-clack, and then a bell when you got to the end of the line. Then you'd hit the metal arm, and you'd return the carriage to the starting position. That's a sound that I knew very well. My mom typed. Every office that I worked in had a typewriter. The sound of typing was just one of those pieces of the fabric of the world you lived in. It was one of those sounds you kind of take for granted because it's always there until it's not. So we're going to talk about sound and we're going to do some listening together today. And then I'm going to share some sounds with you too. As I was preparing the episode today, I actually found out about an online sound museum. You can look it up. It's called Conserve the Sound. A couple of guys in Europe are putting together pictures of old things and the sounds that they made. Because there are certain things that used to exist that no longer exist, and we're losing those sounds that have that memory trigger every time we hear them. So I thought that was kind of interesting, too. Before I get to specific sounds, though, what I wanted to talk about was the feelings of sounds. When you live in a particular part of the country, when you live in a particular area, whether it's the city, whether it's the suburbs, whether it's the country, where you live has a certain ambiance. I guess that's the best word for it. When you go outside, when you sit on your porch, when you go for a walk, when you're washing your car in the driveway, whatever you're doing outside, if you stand still and listen for a few minutes, you'll hear the ambiance of your neighborhood. And every neighborhood has its own feeling, its own flavor, and even the time of year can change the ambiance of your neighborhood. Mr. Agador is going to help me now step into suburbia for a minute. Now, this is going to sound very much like a lot of neighborhoods that I lived in, a lot of neighborhoods that I grew up in. And we're just going to sit and listen for a minute. There were a lot of places that I lived where there was always activity going on. It also seemed every weekend, even if it was raining, someone was out there mowing their lawn. That lawnmower sound would be out there starting in April. There was always somebody who started in April, and it would go through until October. They'd be mowing their lawn. So when you'd go outside, you'd sit on your front porch, you'd sit on your back deck, you'd hear the sounds of your neighborhood. You'd hear the people walking by, you might hear the neighbors arguing. Sometimes you'd hear the kids running down the street. But if you just sat 
and listened. You could tell that you were at home. You had a good feeling about where you were. You just felt, this is my neighborhood. This is my world. This is where I live. This is it. I'm home, man. And there's a certain comfort in that. And you know, that comfort exists no matter where you live. You live in suburbia, you're used to the people walking around, you're used to the lawnmower sounds, you're used to the dog barking. But if you live in the city, it's the same thing. If you live in a big city, if you live in a small city, there's definite noises that go with where you live. You have a second floor apartment in downtown wherever. You can hear the street traffic when you have your window open. Depending on where your apartment is, you might hear the local train. You get to know the rhythms of your neighborhood. You know when deliveries are being made. You know when the garbage truck is coming. You hear people outside. You hear people inside. You get to feel the pulse of where you live. Because every neighborhood has its own little heartbeat, its own little lifeblood, and you're part of that. If you sit and listen, you can appreciate it. And you know what your building sounds like. You know what your neighborhood sounds like. And it doesn't matter that you're not living in suburbia and hearing the lawnmowers. You hear the trucks. You hear the trains. That's the pulse of your neighborhood. That's the heartbeat of where you live. Now, sometimes you want to get away from where you live, whether it's suburbia, whether it's the city. You just want to go out where it's open, whether it's a forest or a meadow. You just want to get away from it all. You want to experience nature. When you do that, you want to sit and listen to that too. Because that gives you the pulse of nature. That gives you the feeling of where you are. Of course it's different from where you live. You don't have that same feeling. But the reason you get away from that, the reason you go visit nature, is so you can enjoy the peace and the quiet. You want to sit quietly. And you just want to listen. You just want to be. You just want to exist in the moment. When you do that, you want to take the time to sit quietly. You want to take the time to enjoy the solitude and to enjoy the world that you're just visiting, at least for now. You can always go back, but enjoying the way it feels to be away from the pulse of the city or the pulse of the suburbs, just to enjoy the country, it's a great opportunity when you can do it. There's another time that's a great time to listen, and that's at night. There are definitely distinct sounds that you associate with the daytime, whether it's the birds and the bugs flying around. There are certain daytime sounds, but then there are certain sounds that are clearly nighttime sounds. And when you settle down and listen to those, you can feel the pace of the world slow down. You can almost sense the darkness without even seeing it. You know it's nighttime. Even if you're inside, you can hear the nighttime sounds from inside your house. And you know it's nighttime. And if you go out on your porch or your back deck, 
and you sit and listen to these sounds, you get that sense of the day winding down. You get the sense of nighttime and the possibilities of night and the dreams that are there. You get to wind down at the end of a long day. For me, the sounds of the night, they always help relax me and help me drift off to sleep. You can sense the nighttime and the sounds around you, but only if you take the time to listen. All right, Mr. Agador has brought us back to our studio now. Now we're just going to sample some sounds that I was able to put together that have a distinct memory trigger for me. I started with a bunch of phone sounds because I've always talked about phones and how they've always been a focal point in our lives. One of the things we don't have anymore is the dial tone. It used to be when you picked up the telephone, which was on a handset on the telephone stand or on the wall, you'd pick up the phone and you'd instantly hear the dial tone. The dial tone is what let you know that the phone was working. If you didn't have a dial tone, you knew either that the phone lines were down or somebody else was on the phone, either in your house, and you'd hear them, obviously, when you picked up the phone, or if you still happen to have one of those party lines I've talked about in the past. If somebody was on the line, you wouldn't get the dial tone. The only way you could make a call was if you got the dial tone. Once the dial tone kicked in, then you could dial your number. Dialing the number, that brings me to the next sound. I've talked about rotary phones before. I've never actually played you the sound. I mean, it's one thing to talk about, yeah, you put your finger in the dial and you dial the number. Nowadays, you just push the numbers on the pad on your cell phone. But back when I was a kid, and for many, many years of my life, when you made a phone call, you had to use the rotary dial. And this is what it would sound like when you were dialing the phone. Now, you could count those numbers. That's a seven-number phone number, which is standard. Now, this is before you had to dial an area code if you were in-state. But your home phone might be 876-9234, and you'd have to dial 876-9234. Nowadays, every number you have to dial, you have to dial the area code. It used to be, if you were calling within your area code, all you had to do was dial the seven numbers of the phone number, and it would go through. That's why you hear seven dials because it's a seven-digit number. Then there's the sound associated with the call going through. If you were on the receiving end of a phone call, there were variations on the phone ringing, but they all sound something like this. Each phone had a slightly different bell. But basically, when the call went through to your house, the phone rang, because they had a bell on it, which would ring. It would either be two bells with a clapper between them or one bell with a clapper inside it that would hit both sides of the bell. That's the sound that your phone would make when the call went through. The standard rule when I was growing up, you let the phone ring 10 times. The reason for that is it took people time to get to where the phone was because most people usually only had either one or perhaps two extensions in their house. Most of the time the extension was in the kitchen and if somebody happened to be in a back bedroom, and the phone was ringing, they'd have to sprint from the back bedroom to the kitchen to pick up the phone. That would take 30 to 40 seconds sometimes. The rule of thumb that we had, let the phone ring 10 times. 10 times usually meant 60 seconds. That gave people a minute to answer the phone. These days, voicemail kicks in usually after the third or fourth ring. But yeah, you hear that bell? Imagine that 10 times. 
That's why people got annoyed at phones, because that bell going off for a minute in your house, especially if you couldn't get to it, you're sprinting up from the basement and somebody hangs up after six rings just as you grab the headset. Oh yeah, that happened. I just assumed everybody let it ring ten times before they hung up. That wasn't the case. Because I remember times sprinting for the phone, I'd get there on the sixth ring and they'd already hung up. Go the ten, I'll get there. Just give me the 60 seconds. I had to run up from the basement. Now this next ring, this phone ring, this is a different phone ring from what I grew up with, at least at the house. But when I started working at businesses, this was the first telephone ring that I remember hearing. And to me, that was really cool because I was used to bells in the house. So these electronic rings, oh, that was something different. We're really technologically advanced now. We have electronic rings instead of bells. But that was a huge innovation. It used to be just bells. When they introduced electronic beeps instead of bells, oh, it was a whole new world. And as long as we're talking about phones and the whole new world, here are the sounds that define the internet. I've talked about them before. Here they are. The sounds associated with dial-up. I'm sure these brought back memories to people of a certain age. Nowadays, you sit down on your laptop, you're on the internet. As soon as you sit down at your laptop, hell, as soon as you open your phone, you're on the internet. But back when the internet became a thing, you had to have a special modem hooked up. You had to put your telephone headpiece in this modem. You had to dial up the special AOL number or whoever your provider was. And then you'd hear this sequence of things going on on your phone line. And you're trying to figure out, what the hell is all this? I don't care, really, as long as the connection goes through. And it usually did. It usually went through. But yeah, the sound of dial-up. Oh, that's the sound that triggers memories. I'm not sure it's one that we necessarily want to preserve, but it does trigger some memories. Absolutely. I got a couple more sounds here for you that trigger memories for me, and maybe they will for you. When I was growing up, the volunteer fire department in the town that I grew up in every afternoon at noon would set off what we called the noon whistle. And I've come to learn over the years that a lot of towns did that. The fire department would sound off the alarm. They'd just blow the fire whistle or ring the fire bells at noon every day just to let people know it was noon, which I thought was kind of a cool thing. I just remember it as being a fixture of my childhood when I was growing up. I wanted to share that sound with you, but I found it very, very difficult to find the exact firehouse alarm. It's not really a siren, although it kind of is. It's not really an air raid horn, but it kind of is. It's not really a whistle, but it kind of is. The closest I was able to come was this. Now, the fire department would sound that every day at noon, every single day, even the weekends. And I gotta tell you, there was something comforting about having that noon whistle go off every day. It was just a reminder of, yeah, somebody's keeping track of the time, and it's noon. I don't know why I found that comforting. I just did. But I don't have a recording of that noon whistle anywhere. So I'm going to have to live with this close facsimile. Now, here's another sound that I grew up with that I remember all of the time. 
This is a sound you'd hear when you go into the small businesses in town, whether it was the local card shop, the local bookstore, the local general store. When you open the front door, everybody had one of these. It was that little bell that went off. It was on a little metal arm just above the door. As you push the door open, it would just ring because it was attached to the door. And it would alert the shopkeeper who might be in the back or might be downstairs or might be somewhere except at the front desk. It would alert the shopkeeper that they had a customer. I mean, some stores do it now. They have an electronic beep go off. Some stores have cameras out front that let you know if you're in the back. But that little bell, man, I miss that little bell. I remember that little bell in so many stores. You can still occasionally find them in some small towns, but they used to be everywhere. There was another bell that used to be everywhere, too. This one. It was a little bell that fit on the handlebars of your bicycle, and you could trigger it with your thumb. You just hit it, and the bell would go, and that would be your horn. You could get a horn, too, but the bell was cooler. I thought the bell was cooler. But you don't hear bike bells too much anymore, either. As you might expect, there's a lot of sounds that I didn't cover today. This was just my initial trip down Audio Lane. Yes, that's what we're calling it, Audio Lane. I've got to go pull out my sound effects records. Yes, we are going to do another episode. And yes, I will pull out the sound effect records. And I'll try to explain why I have sound effect records with the weird little sounds on them that I have. But that'll be down the road. But for now, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for indulging me in this little sound experiment. I hope you liked it. I had fun with it. That's the beauty about this podcast. We get to try different things. And I like the way this works. So thank you for putting up with it. And of course, thank you for your continued support. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.